You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. It's a big sigh. Banyana Banyana have lost 2-0 to the 2019 World Cup finalists, the Netherlands, in the crunch round of the 16-group fixture at the Sydney Football Stadium in Australia. Banyana are the first South African team, male or female, to get to the knockout stages of a World Cup. Now, meanwhile, the curtain also closes on the 2023 Netball World Cup in Cape Town today with the final match between England and Australia. The match starts at 6 p.m. before that at 4 p.m. The bronze medal match will see the Sunshine Girls Jamaica battle it out against New Zealand. Later this morning at around 11 a.m., South Africa will play their last game of the Netball World Cup as the Proteas face fellow Africans Uganda in the fifth and sixth place playoff. Joining me now on the line is sports analyst Sandy Siwek. Kuzana Sandy Siwek, good morning to you. Before we even get to the netball, we, we've got mixed feelings this morning. Our hearts are sad. We are out of the knockout stages, but also at the same time, we're excited that Banyana Banyana reached this milestone. Today we wake up with saddened hearts, but not disheartened hearts because Banyana Banyana has truly shown their strength in this game and also their heart. Can you imagine what the future holds for them and the level of development that is now going to take place in the country and more specifically in women's football? And and, and that's the nub of it, isn't it? Because the more we see this um, and this display of excellence on their part, it's, it's, it, it goes to the heart of development football, particularly in schools, and to make sure yeah. that even, you know, the playing fields are level for both male and female. Oh, certainly, certainly. I think now this has definitely shone a light on uh, female football, specifically in South Africa and in Africa as a whole. For me, I would, I would love to see them now getting opportunities in countries where they have a professional league. Mm, mm. And I do think we need a professional league, by the way, um, in South Africa as well. But Sandisiwa, there's also, of course, you know, one thing when, when we look at some of their matches and, and, and how they've played. The, the 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 last line of defense for us. I mean, our defense looks like it need could use a lot of work. At the same time, you think about the corners that are also a little bit of a challenge for us. And I wonder what other areas, as Desiree now makes her way home, um, you know, we need to work on, particularly when we look at the the next World Cup. Oh, certainly. Um, that, that's the if I would say. That's the unfortunate part of also playing sport in that is that although you're here to win, you also know that you will walk away with hard lessons. And I believe that uh, Banyana Banyana has learned that. And now they can build on that. So I feel as if they're not at a place of um, a bad place, rather, but they actually stand at a place to gain going mm. forward. Mm. And and I wonder, um, you know, with the Proteus uh, today, we, we are expecting them to play for, um, you know, fifth or sixth place. For me, before we even get to, to, to their performance today, just a step back to, to the New Zealand game. It was it was for us to win. I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm wrong, but it was for us to win. It felt like we made so many errors that we could have avoided. 
with the smart protest now versus yes, New Zealand. Yes, yes. Um, yo, where do I even start? There were so many opportunities, specifically turnovers that were done by the defensive side that I wish our goal shooters had capitalized on. Because when you, <laughs> it's funny because when you look at statistics of the game, New Zealand actually was supposed to have won that game. New Zealand was standing at a goal average of 95% and South Africa with a goal average of 75%. But in terms of um, play and clinical playing, South Africa was a lot better than New Zealand. Mm, mm. And, and, and I wonder, because the thing for me, when I watched it, 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 it felt like something, there was a bit of a disconnect. And, and I wonder if you felt that way, because it, it didn't look like we, we had synergy as we were playing. Um, I can understand where you would say that there were certain areas here and there. I think going forward, South Africa needs to find very strong um, attackers, and more specifically in the center and wing attack, because they play such a big role in bringing that ball back uh, from the center all the way down to the shooting circle. Our defensive line has always been strong. We have been, that's something that you never need to worry about South Africa. We have some of the best defenders in the world, and they prove themselves time and time again. So I wish going forward, our focus now has to be in the center court area. Mm, mm. Mm. And, and and I'm going to say something which a lot of people have said it's 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 an elephant in the room that mm. maybe also needs to be spoken about as far as netball is concerned in terms of the coaching. How much of of a challenge was it to not have our coach in the country with the team at crucial moments and right up until just a few days, two days before the World Cup? Did that, in your view, also contribute to where the Proteas found themselves? Yes and no, and reason I say that is that when it comes to netball, we're very fortunate that we have other coaches that have played a big role in their development. But yes, having a coach in another country can affect players in that the coaches and the players don't have enough time to to speak on certain issues or, or to work on certain um, areas. But with Norma Plummer's experience, she obviously had a team that was aiding her, although she was in a different country. Personally, for me, in the next World Cup, I would love to see South African uh, coaches take on the role of, mm. of coaching the spot mm. especially if I could speak of one in particular, the coach, who uh, Jenny, who is the coach of the Jaguars in Gauteng. Mm. I mean, the Jaguars are unbeaten in the TNL League. And look at what she is doing currently with Botswana as a national team. So you can imagine now bringing that into South Africa, the spot purchase. And, and, and you know that there's something that uh, <laughs> John, John and I do, John Gerika here on SAFM. I, as much as I understand there's other names now, the Jaguars and everyone else, my favorite name remains the Sonoplomos. I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still say that. That for me is a name that captured me when it comes to netball. But I, I mean, let's look at our performance, Sandy, because it, it can't, it can't, it's not all bad. I mean, the fact that we were able to, you know, really play some good netball. I mean, I watched mm. with pride. And I wonder how would you rate our performance when, when you're looking at us? Were we better than previous encounters? And, and, and what would be for you some of, of the rooms for improvement as we talk about, you know, looking at our game and really analyzing what could be done better? Overall, I believe SA did a 
oh, an exceptional job, this uh, this Netball World Cup. Yes, unfortunately, it's sport. Sport needs to have a winner, and sport needs to have a loser. But looking at key areas in the Spa Protea, for example, the defensive line, as I mentioned before, that you can never fault South Africa for. The shooting circle as well. We had players such as the likes of Almer Ray and Nicola Talliot, who this was their debut on a level, uh, at highest level. They were competing with some of the best teams in the world that have got development uh, and rather professional leagues such as New Zealand, and they were able to rise to the occasion. To the occasion. My concern currently now is the centre court player, our centre court players, because we are unfortunately going to lose our captain very soon and other players um, in, the, in that centre court. So that is something that I hope and pray that we will be able to, to focus on and also allow our centre court players to also get the opportunities like our shooters and defence and also play in other leagues that are in the English, um, the New Zealand, as well as the Australian. But going forward, I think we stand at a very great place because there's so much room for development. And I love how so many of our players are getting opportunities to play in other leagues to bring that, that advantage when they now face bigger teams such as New Zealand and Australia, as well as England, because we know how to play with them. Definitely. And I must say, regardless of the results, regardless of what happened, I proudly South African supporting Banyana Banyana all the way, supporting the Proteas all the way, quite excited about just the journey that, you know, the, the, mm. the women have made thus far. And Sandy, uh, uh, <laughs> it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for waking up with us here on the show. Do appreciate it. And uh, as of course, uh, South Africa is going to be playing for fifth and sixth place. Um, at around 11 a.m. That's the Proteus, that is, because Banyana Banyana has lost to the Netherlands. It was a nail-biting finish. All of us were watching here in studio, and, I, and, and I'm surprised I still have a voice at the manner in which I was screaming. Theus Mpete, uh, SABC Sports Analyst, joins us live now. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Firstly, um, let's just start with news that we're not getting into the knockout stages. Um, I think I think we 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 should be proud, you know, as uh, some of your voice notes were saying there. I mean, as a country, um, uh, we've played and uh, we've uh, reached for the first time, you know, the uh, knockout stages of uh, the World Cup, uh, which is the last 16, and we were knocked out not just uh, by any team, you know, but uh, the Netherlands and the girls. You know, it's not like uh, because the Netherlands team um, is the one, you know, who scores five, seven goals, but against South Africa, they could only manage. Uh, two goals mm. and uh, unfortunately the girls couldn't score but uh, and also the two injuries you know of uh, our players you know they uh, sort of let us down you know Linda Masala as well as uh, Bambani Mbani we we, we, we we were solid you know um, in the first half but unfortunately you know things uh, got lost when now we considered uh, the first goal and uh, you know you were playing against uh, you know teams like uh, Netherlands who've got uh, you know a goalkeeper of uh, the uh, caliber of the but don't sell her, you know, she's uh, very good and uh, she's the one, you know, who stood uh, between ourselves as well as the Katlana who are trying uh, on numerous occasions. And I mean, there's a lot of talk about and has been since the beginning of these, uh, you know, the World Cup around Kaylin Swart and some saying that she's not ready and she shouldn't have been played and, and looking at, you know, the crucial saves that she made in some of these encounters, but also at the same time as a keeper needing to understand when to close down an attacker, for example. And you look at a number of people also talking about that, the fact that Andy Letlamini should have been played. And I wonder, what are your impressions on that? 
Look, uh, she's uh, very erratic and uh, she's, uh, you know, cannot position herself proper, but she's a very good shot stopper, and I'm sure that uh, that's the reason why um, the coach decided to go with her. But honestly speaking, if Adelaide, I mean, you know, started the World Cup, uh, I think uh, it was going to be a bit better, you know, in terms of uh, conceding goals, but uh, because Kellen Swart started the World Cup, then that's when, that's how, you know, um, uh, David Ellis had to continue with her throughout the uh, entire World Cup. All right, Matthews, thank you so much for your analysis this morning. And uh, really, uh, you know, something to be proud of. Banyana Banyana have really made us proud as the nation. And we should rally behind them and really support because this is a game changer, particularly for women's football in the country. But whether or not it's going to translate into change at development level is yet another thing, another conversation that must be had because... uh, Development football is one of those areas that needs a strong focus. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.